Chapter 42 I woke the next morning to the deafening peal of bells. They were so loud, so tumultuous. For a brief moment, I thought the day of judgment had arrived. Then I remembered I was in the town of Great Wexley with as many churches, and it was the feast of John the Baptist. Even so, it was strange to waken in so closed a space. The air stale, the only light being that which slipped through the cracks in the shuttered window. But the pain in my wrist had gone, with only a blue mark to remind me of the attack. I turned to Bear, wanting to tell him about the man I'd seen outside the tavern the night before. But he, taking most of the space on the pallet, remained asleep. To amuse myself, I plucked fleas from the straw and crushed them between my fingers. When Bear still didn't wake, I grew restless and crept out of the room, making my way down the steps to the inn's main floor. Halfway down, I stopped. The smell of wine was ripe and blended into the more embracing warmth of new-baked bread. Through the open door, bright light streamed in. The rain had ceased. The tavern room was crowded. There were tradesmen as well as peasants, men in livery, and here and there a woman. Most people were dressed in dark and rough brown clothing, but some were very elegant in bright colors and fur trim. Midst the cloaks and hoods were hats of more variety than I could reckon. People ate by dipping large chunks of bread into bowls of wine, stuffing themselves, then hurrying away. The talk, loud and spoken, quickly went faster than my ear could catch. What I grasped seemed mostly about the day's market, and that it was a glorious day. Presiding over all was Widow Daventry, louder to my ears than all the people combined. She fairly threw down loaves and bowls of drink on the tables, now and again buffeting men with her fist or exchanging insults with a boisterous tongue, even as she put coins in her purse, the bread costing a penny, the wine the same. As I watched, more people came in, sat and ate. Midst the swarm of people, mangy dogs wandered. I even saw a pig snuffling up what had fallen to the ground. No one appeared to notice or even care. At one point, I noticed a young man enter and stand at the threshold, casting his eye about the crowd. I say I because I instantly recognized him as the one-eyed man we had seen in the first town in which Bear and I had performed. I immediately backed up some steps. His survey, however, was brief, for he turned and left. I recall Bear saying, people would come a great distance for the market day. Even so, I asked myself it was, if it was merely accidental that he came to the green man's tavern door. Could he be in search of me or Bear? I hastened up to our room to tell Bear, but he was still asleep. Reluctant to wake him, I returned to the steps to stay on guard. But as I sat there, I found it impossible to escape the sensation that something dangerous was drawing in upon to us. It put me to mind of the snares Bear used to catch the birds we ate. An unseen loop pulled tight until the unsuspecting birds were caught. Perhaps we now were those birds.